we, we kind of end up assuming a lot of things, don't we? We end up wanting to kind of know. And, and when we don't know, we assume or we think we know. And, and in some ways today, we're going we're gonna to look at a parable that maybe we think we know. We think we know what's being said. We think we know where this is coming from. And so we don't do what Jesus at one point in the parable says. And he asks this question, are you listening? I mean, are you really listening? If you've got ears to hear, you need to hear. You, you really do need to hear. And so it's a very well-known parable. And it was when Jesus was by the sea. We're going to pick it up from the message version in Mark chapter 4. And there's this huge crowd, and, and it's so big that eventually, and obviously they didn't have COVID at the time, So, but Jesus still takes a boat and he goes and stands on the water, uses the acoustic properties there, and, and he preaches to the people who are coming down to the edge of the water. And he used lots of stories. And so we pick up in verse 3. He says, listen, what do you make of this? A farmer planted seed, uh, and as he scattered the seed, some of it fell on the path, and it got eaten by the birds. And some fell on shallow soil, like gravel ground. And it sprouted quickly, but it didn't put down roots. So when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. And then some fell amongst the weeds. And they, as they came up, so did the weeds. And they were strangled by the weeds. And so nothing came of that seed. And then some fell on good earth and it came up with a flourish producing a harvest exceeding the farmer's wildest expectations so are you listening really listening and then when they were off by themselves the 12 who were close to Jesus asked about the stories Jesus said you've got insight into the kingdom. You've been given insight into the kingdom. You know how it works. But for those who can't see it yet, well, everything's in story because the story creates a readiness and it moves you towards a welcome wake up. (laughs) This is Eugene Peterson's paraphrase. You see, these are people who've got eyes, but they can't see a thing. They've got ears, but they can't hear anything. And who are avoiding turning their lives around and getting forgiven. Sure. Then Jesus says, so do you see how this story works? All my stories actually work this way. This story unlocks them all. The farmer plants the word. The word of the kingdom. Some people are like the seed that has fallen on the path. No sooner do they hear the word than Satan snatches away what has been planted in them. And some are like the seed that lands in the gravel, the shallow soil. When they hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm. But there's a shallow character. And when the emotion wears off and when difficulties come, they've got nothing to show for it. And then there's seed that lands in the weeds that represents the ones who hear the news of the kingdom but are overwhelmed with worry. 
They worry about the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. And the stress strangles what they've heard. And also nothing comes of it. But the seed that's planted in the good earth represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond our wildest dreams. So I did some planting this week, and it was actually independent of this. So I need some experts in, you know, horticulture or at least pot plants. Okay, you guys will have to do. Um, so what, what we have here... Uh, Shan, you can. T- what's this plant called? I don't know. Hey? It's our favorite. Shan and I are like co-gardeners in our garden. In fact, our garden looked terrible until Josh married Shan, <clears throat> and now I'm like the, the the doer, and Shan is the brains. Um, and then every now and then, the doing doesn't get done enough, and then Shan becomes a doer as well. Um, but but this was a cutting. It's actual parent plant. This huge beautiful sort of like smiley you know and it, and it, it kind of takes this but it just cascades down you get these petals that come down 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 and you get this beautiful sunshine yellow and green and uh, it becomes like you know probably 50 centimeters across and and, and I've, we've got one of those but what's happening is that that is also pushing out little baby plants on its stem and so every now and you've got to let them grow long enough and then you go with a nice sharp knife, a scalpel really, and you separate it and then you dip it in a bit of rooting hormone like I did I think on Thursday and then you just find your potting soil and you pop it in and this thing's got to just, like it's, it's already the plant, it's already all there. What it just needs is for its roots to take effect. Now, that's a little bit different from the message we've had. So, here I've got a jar of dirt. I've got, I got cardamom seed, okay? But it only went in on Thursday. So, you can't see anything when it first lands. You see, what happens is that the seed's got to go in and then the soil's got to be ready and then over time it's got to germinate. It's going to actually, like, put down its roots. It's going to start pushing out its leaves and then they're going to break the surface of the soil and then we're going to realize that we've actually got some herbs growing here. The crazy thing about that seed is if it were a seed for a tree. So I've got two yellowwood trees about this big. Um, got a long-term view of life. And uh, Josh often asks me, what's my 200-year plan? Well, part of the 200-year plan are these little yellowwoods. They, they, they yay big. And the ones uh, sort of like an overachiever already. Inside one seed is a forest. It's not just another tree. You see, what you get from Jesus is the understanding that if you get this right, 
It can multiply. And when we were in the prayer meeting beforehand, Adrian was praying, Jesus, today, let some people hear your call. Let some of our young people realize that as they're listening to the sermon, they're thinking, I can do better than that. And that's not hard, okay? Okay. And they're saying, that's what I'm called to do. This is who I am meant to be. This is the purpose God has on my life. And what begins to get planted in you is not just the faith that you've seen in Hannah or the faith that you heard from Samuel or Ethan, but what's happened is something gets planted in you that can multiply and multiply and multiply again. Inside every seed is a forest. Inside every seed lies a harvest that can feed a nation. And sometimes we look at a nation that is craving God's word and we're thinking, if only someone could go and God says, I'm planting it in you. And when we encounter the gospel, we sometimes think, okay, the only two alternatives are either I'm going to accept it and I'm going to say I believe it or I reject it outright. Jesus actually points out life is more subtle than that. In other words, it's not as simple as just a yes and no going on. There's other things going on that can really mess with that kind of exponential outcome. And remember that parables are always like both a window and a mirror. <laughs> the parable opens up a world you didn't see before. Did you know that the kingdom can multiply like that? Did you know that's the power of God's word? I mean, it's the same seed, completely different outcomes. So it's a window to see, but it's also a mirror. You always see yourself in a parable of Jesus, and you've got to work out where you are. So here's the meaning of the parable, very simply. The outcome of God's word is not automatic. It depends on the condition of your heart. Because it's the same seed that goes into all the different kinds of soil. The problem is not that some people got good seed and other people got bad seed. That's another parable. It's when an enemy came and sowed rubbish in there. This one, the same seed reaches everyone and has completely different results for different reasons. And so sometimes we think, well, I haven't said no. So why am I battling to see this kind of outcome? Jesus is going to help us see. You see, kingdom truth comes to those who receive it. So this farmer is sowing. And uh, at our previous church, we had a guy who was teaching people in Lesotho to do farming God's way. And, and instead of plowing up a whole field, they would go into places that were water scarce and they would literally make, as it were, a nest for each seed. So they would scoop out the soil. They'd put just enough compost to get that one seed. They wouldn't try and compost the whole field. They'd get that one seed into good soil, just deep enough, and they calculate it. And if it's this crop, it's got to go, you know, that deep. And if it's that crop, it's only going to go that deep. And how big the cup is. And they teach people according to the area and the climate they're in what, how deep. You need to, how big you need to make your little nest and how deep it goes and how often you water it. And then what they do is they put a twig next to each of those little nests. And so when there's not enough rain, what happens is that the people go and they just put enough water for what that seed needs. Now, he told me when he listens to this parable, how this farmer just goes, like throwing seed everywhere, throwing seed everywhere. He's like, this guy's nuts. 
Like, I mean, it's being wasted. It's being thrown on, on the road. It's, it's landing in the gravel. It's landing among the weeds. Like, you know, don't you know how precious the seed is? And when he's trained people, he kind of goes, this is one of the hardest parables because people are like, and, and this is the conversation we had. I said, well, number one, historically, it's actually quite accurate because in Israel, the farming method of the day was you'd plow first and then you'd sow. So you'd break up your unplowed ground. And then you would sow. But you would. You would just scatter. You would just throw. But theologically, it's far more important than historically. You see, the truth is God knows where his word is landing. He is not surprised that some people say no. <laughs> He's not surprised that there's an enemy who's trying to snatch away this word before it can even take root. He's not surprised that we are facing tests and trials. He knows, and he has the thing, he still scatters even at such great cost to himself. You see, the word is not just words. It's Jesus himself who has been sown into our planet to save us because he died on the cross. And so this word is not just a random scattered word. It comes at great cost and God knows exactly that he is putting his word where people don't want it. And still, so great is his love that God is the most careless farmer you will ever meet. He will never withhold his word. It's just that we close our hearts. And his word is there for us if we will, as Jesus explains halfway through, open our eyes to see and open our ears to hear. Are you listening? Are you really listening? So there's four kind of responses. The first is the people with the hard hearts, the guys who just don't want to listen. And the seed gets trampled and it gets snatched away. And there's an unseen strategy. And I don't know where we all stand in faith, but I want to warn you that as much as Jesus was aware of what the father was doing and paying full attention, he was not unaware of what the enemy was doing. And he called it out when he needed to. And there's an enemy who wants to rob you. It's not neutral. You can't just say, oh, I've heard this word. I'm just going to let it. I'm just going to. I'm just going to park it for a while. Heard that? I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, sit on it a little bit. Now I know the word goes in and you can't see in those first phases. It's not like it's instant. But you dare not, as you hear God's word, think, I'll just park it for a while. There is an enemy who's out to rob you. Of your harvest potential. And this heart condition is super tragic because it's self-inflicted. Something's happened. That could be stories in your past. It could be whatever. But something's happened. And when God's word comes, something in you wants to push back and say, no, don't come in. Self-inflicted. See, the devil only succeeds because something in us, the condition of our hearts, has kept this word at a distance. These people don't miss out because the devil stole. The devil gets to steal because they are hard. Does that make sense? 
And the second is this shallow soil. It looks great. And gardeners will tell you that sometimes shallow soil actually starts to give the crop the fastest. Why? Because it actually traps the moisture uh, just above the subterranean, the underground stone and rock. So the rocky ground. And it's a little bit warmer because the rocks retain the heat and they retain the moisture. And so it actually grows faster. And you're thinking, great, this is amazing. But then you go through times when the rains don't fall and the heat gets hot. And there's no root system. It's great to be a fast starter. But there's a big problem. No roots. You've got to push through the tough times. You've got to push through those times of testing and challenge. A good start isn't bad, but it's clearly not enough. The heat will come and we are going to get tested. Some of us are finding in this pandemic that we've been tested like never before. And we have to push through even in the moments of pain and tears, and go, God, I'm not letting this test dry up my roots. And then you get the half-hearted, this thorny ground, that the weeds that choke up our spirit. There's no maturity and there's no Harvest And Jesus unpacks this alien vegetation. If you look at Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he talks about the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth. In other words, money, that money and things will make you happy. It's a lie. It's telling a lie. It's a deceiver. It's the voice of the deceiver. And he says, and just the desire for things and pleasure. When you let worry and money and pleasure start to direct your path, you're in big trouble and start to actually compete with the word of God. You see, the problem here is not the resistance in the soil. The problem is the competition. This is recognizing sometimes not just that things are hard, but that things are overcrowded and busy. And so our spirituality begins to have to compete. Our life in God has to compete with so much else to survive. And although there may be a scrawny little plant, it just doesn't produce the harvest because it's you, all its nutrients have been stolen by the competition. You know, today we talk about globalization which is the promise of universal prosperity. But globalization without Jesus means the promise of money without meaning. Nobody knows what to do with all this money that we are supposedly generating in an economy and nobody's getting happy. In fact, people are just getting angry and more selfish. And the moment something comes that put that under threat, all our charity <laughs> is, as it were, scaled back. Why? Because we've got a bottom line that we're going to look after and protect, and that's ourselves. And so... Globalization's good news is material. It's materialism. It can be touched. You can literally take the good news of globalization to the bank. 
Jesus says it's a deceptive promise. Now understand, for those in this thorny ground, this weeds and everything like that, your heart's not hard. It's just that you want too many other things. You, you want God. But he just has too much competition going on. So there's this hard heart that doesn't want to know. There's a shallow heart that doesn't go the distance. And there's a divided heart that's just too crowded. But it doesn't end there. We've got a promise of a receptive heart where the seed can land and grow. And this seed is the word of God. And hidden inside that word is the life of God himself. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Now, if we had time, but we, we won't just... Mark says that if we hear, accept, we will produce a crop. Matthew says, we hear, we understand, we produce a crop. Luke says, we hear, we retain. And in that act of persevering, we produce a crop. And so there's this active middle ground that all of them point to. Just slightly different language. You've got you to hear it. And you've got to say, yes, I receive you and I retain you. And I'm going to hold on to this word all the way through. And in one sense, Ethan, Hannah, Samuel, as young as you are, you're saying, I've received this word and I'm going to face tests and there will be competition, but I'm going to hold on to this word all the way through. How about the rest of us? I want to urge us, as we celebrate baptism, as we acknowledge what God has done in their lives, we know they're going to face tests. We know it's going to get hard times. But today, their their declaration is that they're trusting Jesus. Their declaration is that they're following him no matter what. The question at every baptism is, what about us? Jesus said, if you'll acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. I want to urge us this morning, don't, don't let this word just land on a hard place in your life. If you know that you've been struggling in this time of testing, if you know that you've been tempted to kind of chuck it in and give up, I want to say to you today is an opportunity to say to the enemy, no, and to say to Jesus, yes, I want your word to live in me again. I want this harvest. I want this outcome. And if there's just too much competition and noise going on, You want to say, Jesus, won't you come and pull out these worries? I want to give these worries. I want to give these small ambitions (laughs) that the world offers, its wealth and its worries and its pleasures. I want want to give those to you so that you can give me your big ambitions. I want to see this kingdom harvest. Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you for your word. And we want to thank you that inside your word is power. Powerful life. So right now, just in the name of Jesus, I want to say, come Holy Spirit. Let this word grab us on the inside. Open our eyes. Open our ears.